The Cupole Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet by ShiftCrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blowing up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you. You need to embrace capitalism. It is this hope which is the lever of progress. My favorite Fed. To keep one's reactions warm and true. They attack us because we're over there. Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth. Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth is salvation. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Q-Paul Podcast, the podcast where we say the quiet parts out loud. I'm your host, as always, Phil Gibson, and we're going to get into another read-along today. And this might sound unprecedented, but this piece is called Blame the Fed. This is Q-Paul issue 34. This issue is pretty much a me having an autism spasm moment and correcting some wrongs that are just flat out wrong. The subtitle of this piece is none other than Myth-Busting the Fed and Re-Educating the Common Man or Woe Man. I can't help but feel obligated to call out misinformation and make corrections when needed. Many in the Bitcoin and Austrian space have subscribed to the dogma that the Fed has an institution as an institution is fundamentally evil and morally bankrupt. And I don't disagree. But as always, nuance matters. Comments like below are where I find Bitcoiners and adjacent ideologies fall short in the details of how things actually work. And with that said, let's do some Fed myth-busting and re-educate the common woe man in this case. And this is a tweet from Justine Harper, Miss Hoddle on Twitter. And there are multiple things wrong with the tweet above. The tweet is, sometimes I just sit around thinking about how the Federal Reserve isn't federal and holds no reserves. Ellipses. Then am baffled how nobody seems to even care. Now, full disclosure... Justine happens to be a friend of mine, a complete sweetheart, awesome. However, these statements are not only misleading, they're just wrong. And there's nothing against her personally, but there are some fundamentals that need to be both covered and understood. So let's tackle these points one by one, shall we? Point number one, the Federal Reserve is not federal. Yes, the federal aspects of the Fed has been quite murky in the past, especially when you have globalists like Bernanke and Yellen selling out the U.S. economy with ZERP and bailing out the world. However, a Fed under Jerome Powell makes Justine completely right on target with this first point in some sense. But 
Again, this explanation is for clarity of what's really going on. If anything, the Fed is at odds with the Davos-run Congress and Treasury. As I have mentioned many times in the past, it's Congress who does all the, quote, money printing by passing stimulus bills that the Fed is then forced to respond to and deal with. A common critique of the Fed is that it's private, but in a way, it's actually rather global because it's essentially the central bank of the world and is responsible for the creation of euro dollars. Well, up until 2019, but the commercial banks, the big Wall Street banks were giving out loans to to euro and Asian banks and accepting their euro debt, trashy euro debt as collateral in return so they can, as I've said multiple times, create more dollars than America can itself. Just fractional reserve printing to the nth degree. So the Fed is responsible for the creation of your dollars in the first place. And and also the exportation of inflation and the allowing inflation to occur because they provide those reserves until recently, of course. However, one power the Fed has as an independent entity that should never be overlooked is its asymmetrical ability to drain credit dollars and capital out of the global economy, as we have seen with Powell raising the reverse repo rate, which we'll return to later in this piece. Federal or not, the Fed is using its status as whatever entity it follows under to defend itself against Davos globalists for survival by raising rates, re-indexing their debt to SOFR, and rejecting euro debt as collateral in order to starve and destroy, hopefully, God willing, the offshore dollar markets. So, point number two, the Fed has no reserves. And this statement couldn't be further from the truth. And as Kashkari famously proclaimed during the COVID-2020 crash, like it or not, quote, there, ha- there is an infinite amount of cash at the Federal Reserve. The Fed, as well as every central bank known to man, can get away with this because central banking has always been a game of confidence. And America has the most confidence in it and has generally been the world's safe haven to park capital compared to any other country. So if you're not already subscribed, go to qpaul.substack.com, subscribe for free, consider maybe paying a small uh, morsel a month so I, I can keep doing this but go check out this article and check out the tweet and the graphic that i listed because i responded to this tweet by telling justine actually the federal reserve holds approximately five trillion dollars in cash reserves nearly half of which is in their reverse repo facility as i just banged the shoe on the table multiple times about and what this is, is Section 5 of the Fed's H-4-1, a.k.a. the Fed's balance sheet. You can go to the Fed's website or just type in H-4-1, H.4.1, and you can see it there. So you'll see in this graphic that I screenshot the highlighted part. So you see that part? I'm assuming that you subscribed and you were following along with me. So you see that part? Yeah. The pink highlighted part is the Fed's ammo. trillion of ammo. The Fed and the banks are in fact well capitalized with cash reserves. Not only that, but they have tons of gold 
in a rather non-disclosed amount stored at Fort Knox. And I know that Bitcoiners will throw a bitch fit saying, gold isn't money, it's a shitcoin. And guess what? The market has said otherwise for thousands of years. And guess what else? So do all the central banks that are binge buying gold and selling U.S. treasuries for cash because the West, aka Davos, wants to drag the U.S. into a full-out nuclear war with the global South. So you would imagine that nations are selling treasuries to stockpile a bunch of precious commodities because that's what you do in wartime. Therefore, nations selling debt and devaluing U.S. debt and uh, instead... Uh, nations are selling and devaluing U.S. debt and instead buying up commodities causing even more inflation. I mean, just, gee, talk about financial blowback. Maybe NATO shouldn't expand on sovereign nations' borders like they promised they wouldn't. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, World War Three tangents aside, to bring the conversation back to Bitcoiners, they'll be happy to know that the Fed will most likely end up putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet. This is what I believe, and a few others, anyone that's bullish about Bitcoin and is just practical. <laughs> it, it, it only makes sense that, you know, they do that to make their debt more attractive, which we'll get into. But yeah, this is coming to an H41 near you. Just imagine, maybe they won't say Bitcoin. Maybe they, they'll say alternative assets on the Fed's balance sheet that you can pull up. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I'm not saying this is going to happen tomorrow, but it's still something to keep in mind, you know? So this, along with backing the currency to precious commodities like BRICS is working on, is what the Fed will need to make, need, is this is what the Fed will need, sorry, reading's hard, so are words. This is what the Fed's going to need to make their debt more attractive and maintain their status of being the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry of fiat. Because at the end of the day, yes, fiat sucks, it's destroyed, Blah, 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 whatever. But uh, that's the game we're playing. So who's Fiat? Who's trashy Fiat's better? The U.S., obviously. Despite what the day-to-day macro noise is. And if you weren't already embarrassed by America's politicians, well, here's your chance. Because this section is called political dumbassery. And... I'm commenting on a comment that Jane Adams made. Jane Adams, I think, is a political hopeful out of Nevada, maybe. But regardless, I see that Miss Adams, uh, I see her more as, yeah, a political hopeful. She's trying to get some seat of some sort. But this tweet that she made is just further evidence our politicians are failing us, especially the next generation be millennials. And she tweeted, the Federal Reserve is the cause of inflation, war, and the growing wealth gap. And this is wrong in every way, shape, and form. And I've ranted long enough, so I'll let the tweet do the talking. But those words were more if you're reading and not listening. So uh, I'll read the tweet out loud. This is your friendly reminder to rate, subscribe, review. They say the best things, they come in threes, like rate, subscribe, review. If you rate it five stars, we can raise the bar. Subscribe so you can stay in tune. And don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you, Sue. 
rate, subscribe, review, please. Thank you. So, no, Jane. Congress is the cause of all those things that you listed via stimulus and decides where money gets spent and for what. This is fiscal policy, Congress. And this is all based on their constituents lobbyists because they, in a sense, in collaboration with Congress, the globalists that are in Congress that are selling out America, they are the ones that make the decisions of what happens in this country. Money talks. Go figure. And the Fed handles monetary policy, interest rates, etc. And as a politician, you should at least learn the basics. And I was kind enough from the bottom of my heart, my heart to paste a link to Investopedia, and I took a screenshot of what I sent her. So give me a sec. I will click over to this tweet and read it out loud. But I simply searched fiscal policy versus monetary policy. So key takeaways, central banks use monetary policy tools to keep economic growth in check and stimulate economies out of periods of recession. While central banks can be effective, there could be negative long-term consequences that stem from short-term fixes enacted in the present. Fiscal policy refers to the tools used by governments to change levels of taxation and spending to influence the economy. Fiscal policy can be swayed by politics and placating voters, lobbyists, which can lead to poor decisions that are not informed by data or economic theory. If monetary policy is not coordinated with fiscal policy enacted by governments, it can undermine efforts as well. How is this not just exemplifying, manifesting, just codifying, trying to find more synonyms, everything I've been saying for months? This is perfect. This is the key takeaway. Read between the lines. Congress is fucking the Fed. And their ideologies are not aligned. So, the bottom line is that there's an abundance of ignorance about the Fed and and the financial plumbing. Even in circles where you think people would know better. It's disappointing to see, especially in the Bitcoin and libertarian space, since these folks had the inquisitive nature to question the system to begin with. Ask the hard questions normies either cower away from or don't even consider, and are willing to call bullshit... On the system. I mean, they're essentially saying the quiet parts out loud. <laughs> Unfortunately, they stop at the part where Fed bad, some money good, and commence bitching about the world that we live in and romance about the world that we want. I was once there myself, and I sympathize with my peers. However, nuance, once again, is key, and these issues are much more complex. Being black-pilled or, hell, even being orange-pilled and spreading mis-, dis-, and malinformation is not productive and could even be dangerous because that poor information could be the ultimate of PSYOPs that Davos actually wants us to buy into and accelerate a Fed that spends out of control or allows spending out of control and wreck the credibility of the United States and the global economy, right? Remember, this is a race to the bottom. Davos wants America to go bankrupt before the ECB does because that way you have capital flight out of America going to Europe because Europe is fucking bankrupt. So that's why it's a race. These enemies of 
deep state anxiety pimps. <laughs> Shout out Dexter White, by the way. Not the Dexter White you think. If you know, you know. Whatever. But these enemies of deep state anxiety pimps want us to feel trapped and hopeless in our digital echo chambers and blame one big enemy everyone can hate. Be it the Fed or whatever. Yes, Bitcoin is a way out. But hoping for the world to end sooner and start over is not the world that we want to live in. The actions taken by the Fed, believe it or not, lays the groundwork for a more peaceful and prosperous financial and political transition. It won't be easy, although I think I might argue that it's been easier than people expected. They just don't put in the hard work to see what's actually fucking going on. But it won't be easy, nor will it be paradise. But that's what's happening right in front of our eyes while nobody is looking. That is the conversation that I feel is worth having. And I enjoy having this conversation with everyone that tunes in and subscribes and reads and listens to the info that I find and pontificating on my macro geopolitical theories. And now maybe you feel my pain. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thanks once again for tuning in. Appreciate it. I am Phil Gibson. Mr. Sue is my Twitter handle, of course, M-R-P-S-E-U. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you're not already. Go ahead and subscribe to the Substack, qpol.substack.com, qpol.substack.com, considering paying me to keep doing this content. I've already got a couple uh, well, well, uh, just just great people. I uh, appreciate that, and I appreciate that you appreciate the work that I am putting out here. But guys, it's less than what a blue check mark on Twitter costs you. And now that Apple is being a dickhead to Elon Musk and charging, making Elon charge people eleven dollars because of the App Store battle. You know, think of it as a much more uh, fav- favorable discount. So seven twenty two a month, seven twenty two, as a hat tip to my birthday, July twenty second, and instead of doing that monthly, you can just pay me sixty nine, the sexy, sexy amount of sixty nine smackers annually. But it's up to you. Value is subjective. I completely understand that. But with all that said, I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna put this up and. Happy Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. Titty Tuesday. Whatever. Hope everyone's doing well. It's freezing in Texas. My balcony is frozen over. I had to run the heat on my windshield today because I don't park in a garage. I park outside like a normal person does in Texas. And I had to feel a modicum of pain that's Yankees and people that live in the South had to... I mean, not the South. The North had to go through. I mean, I, I can't imagine having to get up that much earlier to heat the frost and ice off of my windshield so I can fucking see out my car and drive without dying. That is God fucking awful. I don't understand how you people do that. But thankfully I live in Texas and this only happens less than a month's span of time out of the year. Anyway, I'm done bitching. Thank you as always. Um, do uh, just keep keep being you. And uh, one last thing, though, one last thing. I came out last week saying the Fed's going to raise fifty basis points, as they should, because GDP numbers 
came out and that's just another excuse for the fed to do what they want to do also if lagarde said that she needs to raise 50 then the fed should go at least 50 because that's the battle that we're fighting here bankrupt the fed i mean bankrupt the ecb bankrupt the ecb so we can eventually uh, bankrupt the fed and force bitcoin on their asses but regardless if they raise 25 as the quote-unquote fed of whisperers say and the mainstream media says i'm not going to be upset because that tweet was basically trying to solve the same purpose as the Substack, which is waking people up to the reality and to the nuance of what's going on because me yelling at the rooftops from the mountains that the Fed's going to keep raising. I've been doing this since last year, and and people need to get through their thick skulls that the markets are mispriced and in denial that the Fed is going to go longer for higher, and at what cost. I still believe what uh, Bullard said, Fed's Bullard, that the terminal rate is 7%. So... They're doing this out of survival and a healthier than expected GDP print just gives them all the ammo and excuse that they need to go higher. So I would love a rate shock. I would love for the macro bros on Twitter to piss their pants <laughs> and every other mainstream macro crank uh, to wake up and, and smell what, what the rocket's cooking. <laughs> anyway. That's me. I'm Phil. Thanks for stopping by. Q Paul. Q P O L. And yeah, I'm just going to sign off. Peace out. Sayonara. Adios. And remember to own your failure, ladies and gentlemen, because God knows our so called leaders do not. Toodaloo. Q Paul Podcast is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet by shiftcrypto.ch. If you want to save your skin and get your coins off the exchange and not suffer as many others have as these crypto exchanges are blowing up and people are losing their Bitcoin, then be wise and get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Secure your own keys on your signing device. Use the code BMS get 5% off on all Shift Crypto products. And if you're tired of hearing these ads, you can head on over to qpaul.substack.com to listen to my podcast ad-free. Thank you.